0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cosmic Tea. This week's episode is sponsored by me. It's just me and I want to share with you the two ways that you can come into my vortex a little further if you feel the call. First thing is every month I open six to eight spots for one-on-one galactic akashic sessions this is where i channel guidance from your guides your et guides whoever comes through and explore your galactic past parallel lives your records energy fields absolutely nothing is off limits you can get more information and access to booking and my waitlist at www.keargrace.com i will link that in the show notes also the starseed sanctuary is my signature program and community for Awakening Starseeds, the one place that you can find all of my work, everything that you need to know about being a starseed, living as a starseed on earth, understanding your unique energy system and why you're so sensitive. It's not meant to be a burden, it truly can be a gift. I want you to know how ascension relates to you in your daily life. I cover topics like, who are the Pleiadians? How do the Orion Wars affect us? What are the Orion Wars anyway? New Earth, 5D, all the things. But you know I'm not here just to brush over these hot topics. I also want to help you integrate and apply them to your daily life to create more joy and peace from the inside. I truly believe that is what we are all here to do as star seeds for the new earth. I have used these tools with hundreds of clients now, and of course in my own life, kundalini breath work, meditation, mantra, quantum inner child work, channeled meditation journeys and workshops all there for you. Also the interactive Facebook group and private sanctuary podcast, where you get exclusive access to Q and A from me. So as you go along your journey, you can ask questions. You can connect with other people, channeled energy updates and more. It's like a membership that you only pay once for and you get lifetime access forever as we grow and evolve together. So show notes, take a look, ask me any questions. I'm here for you. Thank you for being here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning, or perhaps, most likely, it's not morning for you, but it's morning for me, and I'm popping on, because this is a story that I think everyone especially being on the what they call the spiritual path which really I don't like that phrase it makes it sound like elitist to me but I probably just overthink things or not regardless moving on if you follow me on my social media accounts or or in my courses, or whatever, I often mention Bashar. Bashar is a multidimensional being channeled by, by Daryl Anka. And I love Daryl Anka, and I love his work. His work, in a very serendipitous... Is that a word? Serendipitous? I think so. Serendipity-esque way? was inspiring to me it really grounded me back in 2000 it was before I dropped out of college so 2008 I had had my first official like ET experience and I was already familiar with channeling in my own work angels and then the whole ET thing started to come in and I was like you've got to be fucking kidding me, right? Like, that, that was my, like, initial reaction because this stuff was not mainstream at all at the time. It just wasn't. And, you know, people were, like, accepting of angels and it was cool to, like, read some angel cards and be, like, a little sort of psychic, but the whole channeling alien thing was, like, no. So I was just like, I mean, what, I was 20 or something at the time, and I really wanted to fit in. I really just wanted to be normal. Anyway, serendipity. Randomly one night out in Knoxville. I was living in Tennessee at the time. I had already dropped out of college, and I was just kind of roaming around. And this book was given to me by a friend that I've met and he was just like, here, I think you're a star seed. I'd never heard of the word and this isn't verbatim, but he kind of brought up the words like star child, star seed, con- cosmic consciousness. And I was like, huh? Like, oh, oh yeah, you know. Well, I talked to an alien. Is that like the same thing? (laughs) And this book was written by one of Bashar's teachers. So Daryl Anka's teachers, when he first started channeling, when he was like in his 20s, he's in his 60s now. And so it was like, it was written, I think the book was written in the 70s, very old book. And so that was like, anyway, so that's like one of the reasons why I love Daryl Anka. I love Bashar, I just have this like, you know, I'm just like, oh, like, wow, they're like, this, like so normal, <laughs> and then he does this, it's so cool, and the work of Bashar is profound, and like very, I think, you know, it really resonates with me, I almost said accurate, but my whole point of this conversation with myself, I guess, and maybe you, is that we get to decide what is accurate for us. We get to decide what feels right for us in the moment. It does not matter who's channeling what or what spiritual teacher is saying what. It does not matter. It really doesn't. So I 100% have put Lanka and Bashar on a pedestal, to the point where if Bashar says something and it doesn't resonate with me, I question myself in an unhealthy way. Right, in a way where I'm in a- abandoning some aspect of myself, and and I say unhealthy way because it's it's it is healthy to qu- qu- gently question belief systems, right? It's to question your thoughts, to question your projections and your definitions and so on. That is healthy. That is explorative. There is a difference between absorbing information and then feeling, like it's a different feeling, right? When you're healthily questioning your beliefs and... That's going to feel expansive. It might feel a little scary, but there's some different feeling of like, oh, wow, like, this is exciting. Oh, wow, I never thought of it like that. Whereas if something's making you feel anxious or like depressed because... It's not resonating, but you think it has to just because someone you put on a pedestal said it, that's the difference. Like that's where we can differentiate. And let me see. So I've done this so many times on this path, so many times. And I think where I really started to realize, all right, it's okay to just, not resonate with something is in my practice and studies within the kundalini yoga system i love that practice and i was 21 when i went into an intensive training of it and i'm just for reference i'm almost 34 now so i was much younger and much more susceptible to being swayed. Like, I didn't have as much of a center yet. And, you know, some of the teachers, I would just absorb and love and completely resonate with a lot of what they said. And then something would come up, something dogmatic, and it would feel really uncomfortable. And I would dismiss that discomfort and say, well, you know, they have to be right. They must be right. All this other stuff they're saying makes so much sense. So I must be wrong. And this is so normal to do. One of the disclaimers, even on my course, is like, this is, you know, when, when all this information is said and done, like you get to decide what, what you want to believe, what works for your life. You are a completely unique being. Completely unique. No one person is the same. No, or no one person is that, whatever. (laughs) No person is exactly the same energetically, karmically, DNA. We are all vastly different and we're meant to be vastly different. We're meant to embody different energetic blueprints and life paths and experiences and to take that in and create something that feels like new earth to us. My new earth, my dream life isn't going to be the same as anyone else's. And like on the outside, you know, we're scrolling on Instagram and everyone's dream life is a million dollars on a yacht on an island, right? Like, okay, fair enough. If someone said, yo, Kier." here, like take this, it's your dream life. Sure. (laughs) But we're not like talking about that, right? We're talking about the feelings. We're talking about the deeper stuff. We're talking about soul satisfaction. So recently, like super recently, like a few months ago, I was consuming way more material than I usually do. I was consuming a lot more Bashar and when I say I don't really consume a lot of other people's channeled information anymore, I'm I'm really honest about that because I spend a lot of time doing that and I started to realize it affected my own trusting and my own channeling and my own intuition. So I was consuming a lot of Bashar because I was feeling like depressed and shitty and Bashar like often makes me feel better and like remember and I don't remember exactly what transmission I was listening to that I started to just kind of question myself in an unhealthy way and oh it was about so manifestation and the mechanics of physical reality so it's kind of like I was just brushing up right on stuff I already know um one piece was which I agree with. So I agree that the mechanics of reality work like this in manifestation. You have cause and effect. So imagine in your head, or you can even write it down right now. this is exercise you can do. On the top of a paper, the top of your mind, cause column on the left, and then next to it, the effect column so the cause column represents physical reality the physical things that we want manifested that we want to appear in our lives the effect column is how we think these things will make us feel so i love this exercise i I Bashar did not make up that exercise I did but it's like based on the mechanics of physical reality that he talks about that basically physical reality has no choice but to fill in the cause column based on the effect that you're embodying in the now moment so you write in your cause list all the shit you want to manifest like a new car And then in the effect column, well, what do you think that's going to make you feel like? And, like, dig in. Don't just be, like, happy, you know? Like, happy. (laughs) Like, yeah, Uh, who isn't happy with a new car? But, like, for me, when I financed my new car a few years ago, it was really based on the inner child, young adult, feelings of, You know, this new car represented for me stability. Having grown up in extreme financial instability and driving cars that would break down or the heat wouldn't work or the windows wouldn't work in the summer. Like all these things. So new car represented stability, safety, um, trust in life, like not being afraid when I'm driving, um so then my job within physical reality is to embody just those things like am i safe in the now moment. And then physical reality has no choice but to fill in the cause, right? So you list down what you want and then you dilute the want into the actual desire. The desire is your soul wanting to expand into the embodiment feeling. We think a million dollars is going to give us security and stability. Our job isn't necessarily to focus on the million dollars, right? We want to detach from that. We need to focus on the feelings that we believe it will give us in the now moment. So this is like kind of looking at it quantumly. So I was like going really into that. And one of the things that Bashar talks about a lot is following your highest excitement, moment to moment, and then completely detaching from what you think it will give you. So doing, like for your, say you have your own business, or you don't even have to, but moment to moment, releasing the desired outcome. And yes, this is energetically accurate. The more space we give, the more we expand around what our physical mind is telling us we want from a specific action, the more the universe can fill in the gaps. We do want to loosen up, right? But within that, I started to get really depressed. I started to feel really lost. I started to feel really sad about goals that I have that make me feel happy when I focus on them, make me feel excited. And I was just like, wow, like I suck at this. I'm so sad. I'm so depressed. I mean, I fell into like a pretty intense depression. And it took a lot to realize that there is an aspect of myself. And when I tap in, it's an 11 year old inner child who feels stable, focusing on physical goals. Now, I don't mean focusing on, I need the million dollars by this deadline, or like, I need 10K months. I don't mean that. (laughs) I don't mean that. Like the excitement of creating stability and going on a trip with my boyfriend, right? The excitement of financing a new surfboard. The excitement of creating an offering that people love and they join me. The excitement of recording a meditation on my podcast and people benefit from it. Right? So I was detaching from how exciting the outcome could be. And an aspect of my inner child felt really unstable within the non-attachment. I hope this is making sense. It is very possible that in this manifestation work, there's an aspect of your inner child who will panic, who will feel very afraid and unstable within the effort to detach. And we want to take care of that aspect. We want to honor that aspect. We want to give he or she or or them stability and honor the child's natural desire to attach to something, to be excited for for something that's happening in physical reality, to be excited for the possibilities of physical reality. And one thing that kind of triggered that realization for me was my boyfriend um he said he's like what ha-, like in the summer you know just a few months ago you were, you were really excited about your business you were really excited about helping people and doing readings and just all of these possibilities of creation and creating your work and how fun it is and now you're like just you feel so hopeless like what changed what happened <laughs> like The cycles are normal, yes, but like, where's this mindset coming from? Like, what happened? And a really big part of it was not honoring craving. I, you know, I believe in in the power of craving. I believe in the power of craving and desire and. Wanting to create specific things is okay. It's okay. There's a balance, of course. It's certainly not healthy to be so goddamn focused on one goal that you burn yourself out and you're upset if that specific thing doesn't happen. Okay? Like, yes, we want to create space around this. We want to loosen up enough so that the universe can meet us in the co-creation. But for me getting really, like, lost in the Bashar world for a hot minute around this specific topic, abandoned an aspect of myself that loves craving. It's almost like the craving I'm talking about is, you know, when you, like, crave, like, a cookie, (laughs) and you're like, I'm gonna bake a cookie, and it's so exciting to, like, bake and like eat the cookie it's just like this cycle right of like excitement um the excitement of like oh my gosh I'm gonna go to the library and get this new book that's out I'm so excited to read it and like sip tea like craving the book getting the book craving the cookie getting the cookie craving snuggling up and watching a movie and watching it and just like binging out on a netflix show or like craving the yoga class and like going and just "Mm," in the yoga class like that is valuable and that energy can be used for little goals or big goals and that craving and that attachment is a part of why you incarnated i personally believe and to lose that is to lose a piece of joy for me, to lose that excitement about craving and then creating it and like just like indulging in it, really, really helps me live. It helps me like being in my body. When I went too deep into the non-attachment thing, I just... it was not... it just no. Not for me right now. Maybe not for me ever. Who cares? Right? So the moral of this is you are like, it's in you. Every spiritual teacher that resonates with you makes your heart go ding, ding, ding. You know, makes your soul go, ooh, right? Every spiritual teacher that makes you feel that way is mirroring an aspect of the inner child. Your inner child, the divine inner child, is the wisest teacher. They will let you know through the fields of feelings, excitement, joy, ecstasy, pleasure, indulgence, creation, that desire to create. They will let you know what's for you right now. Honor that, honor them. If something doesn't resonate with you, whether it's me, whether it's freaking Gabby Bernstein, Manifestation Babe, Phil Goodlife, Elizabeth April, all these people, you know, I don't know, people with blue check marks, people with books, people on Gaia TV, I don't care who they are. If something does not resonate with you, let that be okay. Honor the child within. Honor the divine inner child saying, oof, mm, maybe that's not for me right now. It may never be for you. Or maybe one day you wake up and you're like, oh, that feels good now. Honor your cycles. Honor where you are. Honor the divine inner child because that is your teacher. The inner child is your greatest teacher. It is the ultimate pathway to the higher self. If something feels icky outside, turn inward and navigate that through the eyes of the child. Okay. (laughs) I have no idea if that was linear or coherent. I hope that this finds you with some peace in your heart with some joy we all deserve joy and the inner child is innately joyful once we begin to allow them into the present moment allow their needs to be honored I will leave you with that goodbye Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Cosmic Tea. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share on your socials, leave a review, tag me, share with your friends. All of the things really help me and I appreciate it so much. Also, if you want to hear from me every single Monday morning in your email, subscribe to The Magic Five. It's a free newsletter filled with starseed transmissions, magical tidbits, astrological happenings, and of course unhinged human riffs on life. Show notes, baby. Take a peek, click it, subscribe, and I will see you in your inbox. Bye.